0: Sam Pets Radio Australia's Coolest Podcast Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a long-awaited reunion episode. We do one reunion episode every two months of serious issues. It's me, Andrew but in Levins. between we.
1: Break up completely. Not that we're a couple, but you know what I mean. We don't talk.
0: Podcast couple. We, uh, yeah, we yeah, got, exactly. Literally, the only conversations we have are, can you record this week? Not really. Can you record next week? Maybe. Then we forget about it. And then, yeah, it's yeah. a great relationship. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But look, I, I, think, uh, I think we're both in a position now where potentially starting next year, we could start meeting once a month in a real life, actual yes. existing location, not over Zoom.
1: Yeah, that would be thrilling because I, guys, a huge secret is that I'm pretty bad with technology (laughs) and it always takes Levin's a while of coaching me through how to set up like the microphone and the recording stuff. So he's been very patient with me.
0: No, it's fun. I mean, I like, I I look forward to, (laughs) to, uh, I I can't just read a comic and leave it at that. I'm like, I I put it in a special bag. And the bag, and the bag stays full until we record an episode. Then I then I release the comics from the bag, empty the bag. Yeah,
1: that's lovely. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful symbol. Uh,
0: so on today's show, I thought we could uh, review some uh, some comics that we've uh, read recently. Uh, most excitingly, uh, I've read not just all of X of Swords, but I read every single X Men comic leading up to X X of Swords because I kind of dropped off since Hoxpox. Um, it's
1: the only way to do it, man.
0: Yeah, well, otherwise I'd be so lost. Um, and uh, <laughs> I kind of treated it like a manga, and just like just burned through all of it. Um, it was so much fun. Um, so I'm very yeah. excited. to it's talk... It's so
1: disposable in not, a way that's like very
0: yeah nice. I can't wait to talk X Men. Not just with you, but also um, Rebecca and Jake have agreed to return for a uh, a deep dive into the X of oh, Swords awesome. event. Um, Because you know my review
1: is going to be vague. (laughs) I
0: I know that, like, you definitely missed out on a bunch of issues for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: (laughs) But I I know, like, your canonically lovely boyfriend, Nate, I think that's how he reads comics. I don't think he cares about the plot. Okay,
1: so... X of Swords has, well, like, the Hickman X-Men has fundamentally changed the way that he consumes comics because he's always been very, like, read. He barely reads any of the words. He just, like, looks at the pictures and is like, yep, this is a good comic. It had a lot of punching in it. Yep, 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 good. He's been on Reddit every single day because <laughs> I'm not, I am, I am not giving him enough, like, X of Swords uh, content. I'm just like, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was great. Is he um, home so right he's now? on Reddit? He's asleep.
0: Wake him <laughs> but up. He's, Wake him up.
1: He's on Reddit every single day. He's all like, tuckered out after being the... on
0: Reddit this morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, R slash X Men, R slash X of Swords, looking at all of the like little Easter eggs and the bits that he's missed, and getting like the full the full story. And then he like wants to tell me all about it, and I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, uh
0: huh. Wow, I'm you guys should uh, record like a mini review, and I'll put that up. I I, I miss uh, it. Would be so long. I, I do miss. <laughs> I I miss <laughs> Nate so much. I will admit. I haven't, yeah. I I haven't been in his presence uh. in a, a year um yeah i know it's, it's so crazy bonkers um but uh i'm, I'm glad so he's loving loving x-men still uh,
1: loving it loving it and it, it was really like we'll we'll talk about it more but he got to this point in x of swords um which i think maybe a lot of people did where he was like this isn't what i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. i don't like this anymore this is like too silly and then the last like three issues just totally blew him away
0: Oh, absolutely! It's um, it it really felt like it was uh, Teeny Howard's event as well, um, with like yeah. a little bit of Hickman guide- guidance, um, and so yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get into it in a minute. Um, some other comics that I wanted to talk about: Sex Criminals, a long time favorite of the yep. podcast, has finished, finito, um, and so too we uh, draw close for now um, on on a chapter of the Terry verse. Terry Moore's five years has finished, um, and he's about to start mm. a new series that is still in the same universe. I want to talk about five years, which is his big crossover event of all of his uh, comic properties um, I have some graphic novels to talk about and uh, some manga as well Siobhan, any any big things you want you want to do a bit of sizzle for
1: um, well I'm reading <laughs> I'm reading this massive scholarly book about comics called How to read Nancy which I think you'll all be like uh, super wow. into and then I thought I'd have a because'm I'm, I'm a bit all over the shop with my reading at the moment guys I'm still reading a couple of monthlies which I'd like to just mention quickly um but also i thought i'd talk a little bit about the comics that my kids really into at the moment Mm -hmm. um and give you guys maybe some ideas of some good christmas presents some new stuff that's come in that i've put aside for myself for christmas and um some good ideas for kids in your life as well
0: cool so we're gonna have we're gonna have some reviews and a little bit of a christmas gift guide gift guide for your gift guide god for yourself and potentially (laughs) children um but let's kick things off with um I talk about X of Swords, the big X-Men event uh, for 2020. Um, I guess the architects of it are Jonathan Hickman and Teenie Howard, Um, but it it, it, it encompassed all of the X-Books over, I think, 22 issues. Um, So this was not just a weekly event, but some weeks you would have two, even three comics to read. I have burned through all of them in the last fortnight. Uh, Highly recommend it. Um, you know it, it was extremely expensive <laughs> to buy um what with the comics that kings didn't have on uh, on marvel um on oh, the yeah. uh, on comicsology but uh it was worth it um i wanted uh, i wanted to make sure i i, I you know i had enjoyed this the way it should be enjoyed um so what are the current x books are um uh, excalibur which is absolutely mm-hmm. the uh the main the main book that kind of like set this uh, event up um you had uh what else is there? Um, Hellions. X- I don't know why <laughs> um, that's top of my mind. <laughs> X Force, Marauders, <laughs> X Factor, New Mutants, Hellions. Um, and then there are two uh, solo titles um, Wolverine and uh, Cable. Um, so I've read all of those. I hadn't, I, I, I legitimately, besides the main X Men book, I hadn't kept up with any of them. Um, and because uh, if you'll recall, after um, House of X and Powers of X, I was like, oh, I only want Hickman to write these, these the X-Men books. I, I like his voice now. I like what he's doing. I don't trust any other writer. Fuck off. And so I just dropped all, all X-Books that he wasn't writing. Except New Mutants, surprisingly, I didn't enjoy at all. And he was one of the writers on that. Um, but catching up on everything this month has been so much fun. I'm an idiot for, for yeah. dropping off on these series. Um, my favorite by far is... Um, um, well, actually, I have two, two favorites, maybe even three. Um, I think the best X-Book team book for me is Easily Excalibur, which is written by Teeny Howard. Um, and the core It's team, good fun. Yeah, the core team is what, like Betsy Braddock, who is now Captain Britain, and her brother is in it too. Um, and uh, you've got um, Jubilee, you've got Apocalypse. And Apocalypse, as a whole, is just handled so well in X-Books now. And I'm a bit... The one thing I'm bummed about from the end of X of Swords is that maybe we don't get much more Apocalypse for a while. But uh, who knows? But
1: I like the idea that he's like gone as a threat for a while, you know, and we'll we'll get he'll definitely show up again at some point. But it's nice. I like it when a character leaves and you're like, ah, that'll be like a fun surprise when they show up again.
0: Yeah, totally. What's cool about the general status quo of the X Men books now is that like, yeah, they're all all the mutants are together on Krakoa, and they have like a was it called like the, the Circle or something um, of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the 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 kind of the leaders of the x-men and so you have like you know your usual suspects you've got professor x you've got scott and you've got um gene uh, gray yeah and then, but then you also have the villains as well like because all mutants are equal in krakoa and and, and welcome so you have a lot of villains of villains that have as much say as the heroes um and they're trying mr. not to be Sinister. villains anymore. <laughs> mr yeah, Dennis, who is just yeah. a, an amazing I character just, i'm so obsessed <laughs> Um, so good. But yeah, so Exc- Excalibur, I really love. Um, it dealt a lot into, like, the other world, um, like Captain Britain stuff, and, like, it was very British as a whole, which was fun. Um, lots mm-hmm. of fun folk um, characters made made an appearance across that. And, then, yeah, definitely sets up X of Swords. Um, I, I surprisingly, I, I really enjoyed X-Force by Benjamin Percy, but I much more preferred his Wolverine run, which is only... Yeah. Um, uh, seven seven issues um, in so far um, but th- that starts That's out clean. being written by our um, uh, I know he always says this because neither of us can remember which one it is, but the good cubit brother i um, yeah. I think, I think it 's Andy <laughs> that I like i can 't remember <laughs> <laughs> who knows, um, but then the art got really good, and I was like man who who is this and it was um I, I looked back and it was Victor Bog- Bogdanovich who did um
1: He's a great choice for a Wolverine book.
0: That we loved on uh, New Superman a couple years ago. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. Wolverine I loved, but top of the list. And um, Jerry Duggan writes it. He also writes um, Marauders, which I'm like, you know, hot and cold on. Occasionally it's good. Occasionally it's bad. I don't know if I love his take on Kitty, but I like his take on Storm and the other characters. But he writes the Cable book. And Cable is a, is a Uh. a young boy now, like a teenage dude, I guess. Who is dating? Who just all of the, loves his the dad. Cuckoos Quintuplets, and <laughs> yeah. and goes on a date with a different sister every every couple issues, and like they're all comparing his dates to each other's. And man, it's so funny and so good. And uh, I, I, when when young Cable killed old Cable, however many years of you know runs ago, I was like, this is stupid. X Men books are dumb. And it still is, but I love it now.
1: (laughs) But now it's good. It's stupid and dumb, but I like it. I think it's like there's a real sense of um, fun in the X books these days, which I think has been like kind of missing for a while.
0: And there's some great Um, jokes. And it's
1: just, yeah, really good jokes. And just like, uh, you know, the, the whole sort of the fact that all these characters can be reborn, it kind of lowers the stakes in some ways or the stakes are just different and it just kind of means that they can have a bit more fun with it
0: yeah unless they die or on another world which is where unless they um, die on Other world. where x and x of swords are set so there was a, a threat to, to mutants gen like not being able to come back although two of them died and have both come back since so whatever
1: it doesn't matter <laughs> um it doesn't matter i mean
0: i think that's the biggest thing with comics like you know superhero comics death doesn't matter it means nothing just tell tell a funny crazy story um, and exactly, I think the, str- the strongest thing for X of Swords was, was for me is that like the, the series that I wasn't really enjoying I w- um, were um, uh, X Factor, written by um, someone uh, Leah Williams, who I have lo- loved Williams. a lot of stuff over the, in, in the past, but I've just found the first three or so issues of that series like a bit too like every character was was like Leah Williams, quippy, <laughs> um, very quippy, um, heavy on the quips. But then that tied into the event, and, I, and now the, the latest issue that came out this week, I read that and I really liked it. So I guess I'm on board with that mm. series now. And then Hellions, <laughs> which is written by Zeb Wells. Um, I'm sorry for forgetting the artists on almost all these books, but they, they don't have, like the art team changes every two issues anyway. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fair. Artists should get a break. Um. Yes, Agreed.
1: Um, Dance but, slot. Th- but they either get they that, either get but... a
0: break or I remember their names. That's 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 the only, the only <laughs> ways it happens. Um, but uh, so Zeb Wells is writing Hellions. Hellions is the Mister Sinister run team of like mutants I've never heard of. Who
1: the freaky weirdo team?
0: Yeah, and don't. I was like, who the fuck are these? Like, one of them is just like a big egg with legs called Yeah
1: Nanny. Nanny.
0: And I, I was like, <laughs> I don't like this book at all. But then that tied into the event really well. And now the latest issue, like I loved. So whatever, yeah. I guess I like Hellions now. <laughs> um, Join the Freaky Weirdo team. So which, which, which X-Books have you... Are you just keep trying to keep up with everything secondhand from yeah. Nate or
1: <laughs> I read, I I read all of them. They immediately leave my brain
0: after I finish reading them.
1: But I am enjoying them all in a, like... You know, Alan Moore said something recently about comics, which is always, like, a fun way to start a conversation. But he was like, comics used to be this really disposable medium, it was, like, cheap, it was for the masses, and it's kind of become this, like, monolith to making money and blah 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 blah. But the, one of the things I like about the current Xbox is they are, they all sort of work together, but you can really just read them and then move on with your life, you know? Like, they're very uh, fun, disposable, good entertainment. I like them a lot. Yeah.
0: yeah. They're, um, they're so I we- am
1: reading all of them, but don't ask me any significant questions. Oh, hang on, why is my recording just stopped? Hold on. Why
0: has it stopped okay it's working so it's it's fine yeah it's fine (laughs) i'm leaving this in just so people can get proof that you suck (laughs) at this (laughs) um and i am just going to preempt just just hit the record button on this zoom recording just in case
1: (laughs) Nice. it's very smart it's very smart it's a good idea
0: um so uh what did you think of x of swords as an event overall
1: Ah, I loved it. I like, like I loved that whole middle section where it was just dumb competitions, and it'd be like it was a fight to the death. You didn't die, you lose. Yeah. I thought that was like so silly and so dumb. I loved that, like. Um I love Pog a Pog obviously that's a like
0: big crocodile man fully a
1: kind of character that I love um you know having to do a arm wrestle with magic and just like all these really silly dumb competitions all the wedding issues all of the issues where they're just having a fancy dinner party and everyone's just like in their sort of best clothes like I just thought it was such a breath of fresh air amongst all of the like grim dark serious superheroes a serious serious business I just thought it was good fun. And then the end was so satisfying and, you know, you really felt like, ah, there was like this big point altogether. It was getting them from this point to this point. And that was like a really clever, fun, smart, interesting way for that to happen.
0: Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, set up this new series, Sword, which is coming out next week, um, which yep. also ties into Empires, which is cool. You, never, you very rarely see two Marvel events that have nothing to do with each other both set up the future together. In their own way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like the sword book is like a, a, a kind of like intergalactic book with like. I think it, lo- it looks like it's, it's not just mutants in that lineup, which is exciting. Mm, or I could be wrong, that's cool. and it is. <laughs> Who knows?
1: <laughs> Either way, sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think,
0: um, yeah, so basically, uh, uh, X of, X of Swords sends uh, 12 mutants with, or 10 mutants. 10 mutant obviously. It's, it's 10 of Swords, not X of Swords. God. Get it right, everyone. Ten of swords. Because ten mutants with swords. They get sent to Otherworld, which is like a weird fantastical place. Um, because they currently live on Krakoa. But Krakoa used to be a, a Rako or Okara. Or, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Okara? I don't know. Whatever. One And one of the... Okay. It splits into two. So they have to fight ten other people with swords from the other part of where they used to live. And uh, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. think it's going to be like this and big... The, they're all like... Like, like
1: Apocalypse's ex-wife and children. Yes, totally. They all
0: have ties to Apocalypse because Apocalypse is a big part of the team, um, and uh, one of the best characters, I reckon, um, in in like the current state of X Men. Like, I think mutant of the year. Can we give? We're not pre do an awards episode this year, but let's give Apocalypse mutant of the year. Can we agree? Absolutely agreed. Um, and so, yeah, you think it's going to be like this big, like, kind of like Shonen manga, like, um you know, tournament mm-hmm. style thing. And there is like one fight at the at the start because they all, you think it's going to be like you know you know twenty rounds of mutant versus other creature with a sword, and you, there's going to be so many fatalities mm-hmm. and uh suddenly, after the first one, the second event is not a, a fight it's a wedding, and uh beyond that, it just begets yeah like like Shimon said like the 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 competitions just get more and more silly there's like eating contests and drinking contests, and they're all rigged mm-hmm. against the mutants. And um, the main the the main goal for the antagonist, I guess, of this, who was just like, "Oh, Emma Frost, we've made her; she's too soft now. Let's just make the antagonist <laughs> of this series just like um, an evil, evil Emma Frost again."
1: Every time Lady Saturnine shows up in a book, I spend the first half thinking it's Emma Frost and being like, "Wow, Emma's really acting out of character," and then I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, it's Lady Saturnine."
0: But her goal was to just. Jump, Captain Britain's bones, but Brian yeah. Braddock. That's the she, she just I wanted a piece it. of of BB. <laughs> he wanted, she wanted to make BB her BB, um, good, and good. <laughs> uh, and I love that. Like that was like if if, if he just fucked her, yeah, <laughs> none no, of this would the, have happened And Wolverine is Wolverine like, was just like, fuck just her, just bro. Do it. <laughs> and he's like, my
1: wedding vows. I cannot. You're like, man, people are dying. Come on. <laughs>
0: I love that. Like the, the opposite of cock blocking. Yeah. <laughs> Great shit. He's a good wingman Wolverine. Just fuck it. Yeah, her. I'll say. Just
1: yeah, just do it, man. <laughs> she's
0: she's good to go. <laughs> Doug? Not Doug, Brian. Yeah. Cuz Doug also Doug <laughs> is the dude who talks to uh who has the what's his what's Doug's real name? Immute Cipher? Name? Cipher. Who and like he's in it and he ends up getting married to like this terrifying alien <laughs> and he just a scary woman he who he can't understand. away, yeah. yeah, it's great. He's um, like,
1: I can't understand you. I love you. That was one yeah. of my favorite issues. I gotta say.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was it like there felt like there were stakes in some issues and then other issues it just felt like this like funny romp. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I was very pleased with this. So I look forward to getting into it with Rebecca and Jake next week. Um, yes. And, uh, I think we're going to break down some of our favorite X-Men events, but this is probably my favorite, I guess. Which means that all of my favorite Marvel <laughs> events now have just Hick- whatever Hickman did. But it's this so, didn't feel like so a Hickman true, event. Though. There were parts of it that did, especially when it's like you know war and pestilence and all you know these guys fighting and 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 yeah, not, not, they're not really fighting with swords for most of the issue. They're fighting with words and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and law and history and secret codes. <laughs> that was definitely Hickman. Yeah. But I, I think uh, the bulk of the dialogue and character beats um, felt, I guess, Teenie. I think that was that. I assume that was Teenie Howard's involvement. Um, and I'm. Yeah,
1: it seems like she was like really uh, central and instrumental, and definitely like a lot of the kind of jokes and stuff felt like her
0: to me. Yeah. So, who's writing the Sword comic? Um, Marvel Sword. I don't even know.
1: To be honest. This is the first I've heard of it. Oh, I'm right. Really so it comes out. Well, I'm, I'm
0: excited. Um, um, I'm excited because our boy Manifold is on the team.
1: Oh, I love Manifold.
0: Um, so who have we got? Um, oh, Al Ewing is writing it.
1: Of course. It's a Marvel book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, he's, but that, that's, that means this is his first kind of like mutant. Um, so it's Al Ewing with art by Valerio Schitti. And uh, you have Abigail Brand, Magneto. Manifold cable, and then three mutants who I don't recognize.
1: That sounds like fun.
0: Whizkid Frenzy, and Fabian Cortez. Does
1: I might, I may get in trouble, but there are some pretty rubbish new mutants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not gold balls. Maybe though. they're
1: all old mutants. Not gold balls, but he's, I would say he's like he's well established.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. Of course. Oh, is he just called Egg? <laughs> yeah. Just Egg.
1: Is he just? That sucks. Gold balls. Imagine, are quite funny. imagine if
0: you did call your kid Gold Balls, and then you had to rename it Egg. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it for. Um, I mean, actually, have you got any other Marvel series that you're reading at the moment? There are a few that I'm keen to check out. I, I started reading Black Widow, the um, Kelly DeConnick. No, not Kelly. Is it Kelly? Oh, no, it's yeah. Kelly Thompson. Kelly Thompson. No, no, no. Kelly
1: Thompson. Is it good? Kelly
0: Thompson. Uh, yeah, the first issue was really good. Um, I really loved the art, um, The uh, artist which escapes me. Apologies to all artists.
1: Um, I'm reading. I'm still reading Doom, the the Christopher Cantwell slash oh, cool. um, Larocca one. Yep, it's great. I'm, I'm really, I'm really just on a Christopher Cantwell uh, sort of tip at the moment. I yeah, really love. He's great. Um, his Iron Man's really good as well. Yep, and he's doing one. He's doing something that I picked up this week. Another thing at Marvel, but I can't think of what it is. Let me just I don't have a quick look. But those are really, really great. What else am I reading? Not that much. Um, Oh, my God. I just Googled Christopher. Good job, Siobhan.
0: (laughs) Um, So he's doing, is he Fantastic Four Road Trip?
1: Yeah, that's it. I thought that looked dumb um, until I saw it was him doing it. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll get that. Um, So it's on my to read list this week, but I haven't gotten to it just yet. What is
0: the Black King or the... the, the What's it called? King oh, in Black. Oh,
1: the King in Black. You know what? I read that last night. Okay, we can talk about that a little bit. So the King in Black is kind of like, it is the... Um, Donny Cates has been, like, seeding this character for so long. Oh, it in ties his, into Venom? Ties into Venom. It ties into his Silver Surfer Black mm-hmm. series that he did with Tradmore. It's Null, who's the original, it's like the King of the Symbiotes or whatever. Um, and he's guys. He's a really, really bad guy. Not just a bad guy. He's like a really, really, really bad guy. Um, and so the first issue is like Null and his horde of symbiote um, dragons. Yep. Have arrived on Earth, and the Avengers are
0: screwed. Okay.
1: <laughs> and it's like Eddie Brock. Um, Eddie Brock thinks that he has this like innate connection with null and he has to sacrifice himself to save the world and so he kind of goes off to do that but then it turns out it might not be eddie it might be his son i haven't been reading venom okay. so i don't really know but why the his son has some kind
0: of venom event i guess marvel have been doing venom events yeah. like once once every year or so so this ties into he's that. very popular people love venom.
1: um but you know what it was it was pretty good fun it's ryan stegman on oh, art right. so like yeah. Good solid venomy cartooning can't tendrils. get much better than a Stegman. Yeah, exactly. The um, and it's it's real, like it's the kind of Marvel event that like I kept reading out um, bits to Nate in a sort of mocking voice because it's just one of those ones that takes itself very very seriously. But it's mm-hmm. still pretty good fun, um, and yeah. I, I enjoyed the. It Takes itself issue.
0: seriously in the same way that like a like a metal song takes itself seriously. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. It's like the darkness has arrived he is here, sure. I feel him in my mind, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, first issue, totally enjoyable. And it's like, I mean, all of all of Donny Cates' books are like super selling out at the moment. It's like the highest selling thing, I think, at Marvel. So um, it's worthwhile checking out.
0: Go, Cates. Hey,
1: super um, super hey cool. speaking of
0: Christopher Cantwell, yeah. just a second, did you know that he is one of the showrunners attached to um, the Paper Girls TV show?
1: Ah, no, I didn't know that. That's cool
0: um yeah so the, the uh, amazon are adapting it and make turning it into a series but I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll Camp, be disappointing Campwell. oh I don't know. <laughs> Campbell being involved and then one of the writers of toy story 4 i guess is being involved too i don't know it could be good who knows it could be
1: i just can't imagine how they'd sort of visually pull it off it's just a very um it's a crazy series paper girls
0: my tip my, my tip is make it half an hour long that's a great tip or, like Comic book adaptations should not be an hour long. Give me one second. Nothing should be an hour long. I
1: only have half an hour.
0: Give me a second.
1: Yeah, no worries. Guys, while Levins isn't here, I'm going to tell you some secrets. I don't have any secrets. My secret is, um, uh, I'm not very good at improv, everyone. Levins has a big stinky bum, and this will be a good test to see if he listens back to this. Because I know he doesn't edit. Oh, you mean not edit?
0: Okay. What? Did you you hear me being nice to my daughter? (laughs) No,
1: no, that's nice though. I'm glad.
0: Um, So that's it for Marvel talk. No more Marvel talk.
1: That's it. Um, Marvel's
0: dead to us. are Are you reading any DC books anymore?
1: I'm reading Green Lantern.
0: Okay, still good?
1: Oh, it's so... It's super weird. It's so weird now.
0: I mean, it was weird Ooh. earlier. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I would say it's reaching, like, new and strange heights of weirdness. It's even less kind of linear than it ever has been. But Liam Sharp is getting the chance to be so weird and out there and experimental with what he's doing that I just really enjoy it. Um, I don't really think... I'm reading some of the... Like, I've read the... <sighs> nah, not really, that's about it. I read that Question book yep. that Jeff Lemire was doing. That was really
0: good. Yeah, that was fun. That was like um, Dennis ago. Cowan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it? I guess the trade just came out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really reading many other DC books, unfortunately.
0: Um, so let's move over to Image because uh, a book yeah, that we both enjoyed uh, by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky, Sex Criminals, uh, finished... Uh, first, we got um, the 30th and final issue, but then they decided, actually, we get one more glimpse into the future of uh, of Sex Criminals, and they gave us issue 69. It had um, to be. They also gave us a spin-off comic called Sex Criminals, Sexual Gary, uh, featuring a character that just loves to fuck no matter what. Um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. That was super funny. Did you read that one?
1: No, I missed that one, unfortunately.
0: It's about, like, a, a, a dude who who just wants to have as much sex as possible and, and celebrate sex, and uh, so he becomes a porn star, but um, he gets in trouble from the straight porn community for making gay porn, and in trouble from the gay porn community for making straight porn, and then, yeah, so he's just... And then, then he yeah, he, he just, he, he, like, basically gets asked to by America to, like, save the world via fucking. It's pretty great. <laughs> Real fun. That
1: does, that does sound good. I do love Matt Fraction. Goodness gracious.
0: Um, and yeah, it was cool to have that as like uh, a kind of uh, point of difference to the almost joke-free final issue of Sex Criminals.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a like... I mean, the series obviously means like so much to the people who make it. Yes. Um. So it was always going to be a bit of a melancholy, emotional, um, sort of heartwarming final issue. And it absolutely was.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm glad I stuck with the entire series. There was definitely a moment... Uh, like a few, I reckon, and I'm sure we were covering it on the podcast and it was happening where I was just kind of like every issue, I was like, okay, that happened. I don't remember anything that happened in the last issue and I probably yeah. won't remember what happened in this issue when I read the next one. Um, I was still enjoying it. I just, I think the, the greatest story just got lost on me. So this yeah. is one a series that I look forward to one day returning to and reading in full now that it's finished.
1: Yeah, I think it will because there were so many hiatuses and it was quite difficult to kind of... Uh, keep up with it issue to issue. And mm-hmm. so I hope that I think it will read really nicely altogether, And I yeah. bet the image will do like some nice big hard covers and stuff. And that'll be a lovely way to collect it. Um, yeah. I mean, what, those-
0: what, what began is like a big kind of like <laughs> in part, like crime caper book. And then another like celebration of boning. Um, it yeah. kind of became like an exploration of depression and anxiety um, which is not relationships. what I was, where I was... Yes, exactly. Well, I expected the relationships, but yeah, it was like, yeah, how how like your own issues affect the relationships you keep. I think became a big, <laughs> big factor in the... Uh, it's a big...
1: I would say it's a big theme of Matt Fraction's work. Yeah. Generally. Yeah, for
0: sure. But possibly his relationship as well. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I, I definitely... Uh, I think it ended very strongly. Um, yeah. It's funny. I, want, I wonder if we'll see Chip on art on a book in the future now that he is uh, mostly doing... Uh, writing
1: yeah he's a superstar now i don't know i hope so because he's he's such a funny cartoonist yeah agreed. um but guess it takes it takes a way longer to draw a comic book than it does to write one yeah totally. so i can imagine he's enjoying uh not having to <laughs> sketch quite so much you know
0: um so uh another series that we love that finished was five years five years was the big coming together um, of all the books written by Terry Moore so you have Strangers in Paradise you have Rachel Rising you have oh god what's the other one called there's M- um, and then there's the one M-Modowell. with the space lady um, <laughs> Terry Moore the space lady which like, she's like you know she, she has like space powers
1: yeah yep 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 yep
0: um, it's called it's like called like Eden or Echo Echo, echo. Echo, there we go. Um, and so basically the premise of this is there's five years um, left on Earth if um, our, like all the characters from these books can't stop um, a, a, uh, a like a doomsday device from being created by various governments uh, in America um, and, 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 the, and the world. <clears throat> and, and so basically it's up to um, various heroines that we've met across all of Terry Moore's books to uh, band together and stop this... Uh, his item from falling in the wrong hands and uh there's a, quite a big death toll um it's not a very romance heavy terry moore book which was unfortunate because that's like my favorite elements of his books generally like an insane mm. crazy world that has that's grounded by a relationship and you know there was definitely some of that and i think the the I, I, as i read this issue to issue i was a bit disappointed because um I guess when you're balancing so many characters that I've spent so much time with in like their first crossover series, I was like, Oh, well, where's this character? Where, what are we going to do with this one? And then when he does like, you know, an entire issue without any of the characters that I wanted to see in this series, you kind of like, Oh, like, like, you know, there's only three issues left. What, what more could he possibly do with these characters? Um, but it all came together really nicely. And then I went back and reread it from the start and uh, I liked it. This was good. Good, good stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah I definitely fell off it um but I think it's again like I think I would have enjoyed it so much more if I had read his other series, but I'm um, over only read Strangers in Paradise and Motor Girl but that's like I enjoyed it enough without knowing who those characters were, that it's made me want to go back and read those other series more, which I think is like the best thing you could possibly hope for from yes, a crossover like that. Totally. totally. Um, um, Ra- so Rachel, I now have
0: to... The characters from Rachel Rising probably played the biggest part in the five-year series alongside Kachu from Stranger's of yeah. Paradise and Tambi. Um, but they didn't do much with the characters of Echo, but a lot of things, like the entire event wouldn't happen without the events that happen within Echo Um, you meet a lot of the like scientists and stuff like that, that are kind of behind the scenes in the series in Echo. Um, and, uh, and the Doomsday Vice itself is, is directly connected to that. So it was, it was clever. Like he he balanced everything really well. And then his next series, um, is going to be, um, uh, featuring one of the characters from Rachel rising, um, God, what's it called? Um, new graphic novel series. Serial is what it's called. Oh, is- and it features Zoe from uh, Rachel Rising. And she is the... Uh, and is it
1: going to be like graphic novels rather than singles?
0: No, so he has another That's graphic novel called Ever. And then okay. and then a series as well.
1: Okay, cool. Cool.
0: So he started he's cool. a graphic novel series, um, which has already come out, I think. I just haven't seen it on, in stores yet. It's called Ever. Me neither. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it's a new graphic mo- novel. Um, and then, uh, Oh, maybe it's a, uh, I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not sure ever. I don't know what it's about, but then yeah. Serial is the, uh, the, the series featuring Zoe. Definitely two things that I'm going to try and read when they're, when they're out. I think, yeah, for sure. I think serial comes out next month, maybe this month, this month. There you go. And, uh, it's got a great cover for number one. Uh, Zoe is the kind of nice. like older woman trapped in a young girl's body who is, uh, who's been forced to do many horrible, horrific things against her will over the years and is now, a trained uh, assassin.
1: I love that. I love that as like a weird, specific comic book trope—the old woman trapped in a young girl's body. Yes, totally. That's how but I he, feel.
0: Terry Moore is not a, a creep, so he doesn't. He, he won't no. do. He won't do cr- gross, creepy things that you would uh, see from other comics that explore the same themes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So that's it for my singles reviews. Uh, I got some uh, graphic novels, nice. but if you got some singles, you want to shout out
1: uh the only thing i really wanted to shout out is like something which absolutely doesn't really need a shout out because i assume you're all reading it and if you're not you should um which is firepower by kirkman and uh chris samney robert kirkman chris samney and it's just like my absolute favorite thing it's top of the pile every time it comes out and it's just like the most sort of um satisfying enjoyable sort of almost comfort read do you know what i mean Um, Because it's just like a sort of straight-up, good-fun, martial arts, action, family romp.
0: (laughs) Yeah, almost like effortless adventure writing. It's super fun.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, So if you want something that's just like a breeze to read, I really recommend um, picking it up. We're up to issue six. So the first... um, There's already like that prelude trade out, but I assume the next trade isn't far away. So I would keep an eye out for that.
0: And of course, it's published by Image through Skybound, which is Kirkman's uh, imprint. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, maybe to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full turns at mintmobile.com.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. Um good, good stuff. Um so now let's let's get into let's get into some graphic novels and things we've been reading. Um I want to shout out yeah. a uh, a previous guest of the podcast, the cartoonist and writer Pat Grant. Um,
1: yes, please. Uh, who
0: published a comic called Blue um, many moons ago. Um, it came out through Top Shelf. Um, and uh, he came on our podcast, God, three, four, five years ago um, to talk about... And he kind of mentioned that he was starting a new series. That he, I think he mentioned that he was mm. trying to pitch it to Dark Horse. And uh, the series ended up becoming uh, The Grot. And um, The Grot is... I- Okay, thanks, Siri. Um, The the Grot is a a a, a series that's about um, two two young brothers who are making their way to a city that's filled with filth to make it rich, because in this world, the most like the most like instead of gold, you're you're looking for algae. You're looking for um, like something green basically like things that mm-hmm. are, there's mm-hmm. a guide to like how much each thing gets you off try and find the page. Um, but yeah, basically like th- this family who make like yogurts using, um, like it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's called the grot. It's a very kind of like moldy, gross feeling, mm-hmm. um, uh, comics. But yeah, like basically there's it, to make it rich in this world, you become like an algae prospector. And so you, uh, you, you go, you go to the grot, which is like just this big, disgusting, polluted city where where everything is pedal powered, um, and uh, and you're trying to to make it rich by finding finding you know green stuff um, that, that that can be turned into I don't know what it can be turned into medicines I'm not sure but uh, <laughs> it's 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 very much about like a you know getting swindled and uh, and losing losing everything it's about like expectations of um, of 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 like like the succession of, of power in in family business and like ri- sibling rivalry. Um, here we go. So we've got <clears throat> um, 100 milliliters of medium grade. Algae, algae contaminated with glyphosate. glyphosate. Value zero dollars. Five percent of a family fortune. Value five million dollars. Three liters of poor grade algae mixed with ordinary pond scum. Value fifty million dollars. One liter of dead algae found de- found last week. Value zero dollars. Ten mil of top grade algae found this morning. Value six hundred milliliters. Some old dishwater from Falter City's worst bistro value zero dollars and like in it there's like um um like there's like cockfighting and like just like so much like dodgy behavior in it and it's just that the dialogue is so incredibly australian but not in a way where it's mm-hmm. like you know oh captain boomerang said oh bloody hell mate and then drank a beer and this is like just like
1: throw another shimp on the barbie. yeah just
0: genuine australian dialogue and like elements that couldn't be written by someone that didn't grow up in australia um it is such yeah. a brilliantly drawn and put together comic one of the best graphic novels i've read he's this such year. a great cartoon he's so good the colors are excellent um and uh yeah like if you can, if you can read it all for free at um i think it's called like pat pat grant comics or something pat grant art.com um but the uh top shelf productions the graphic novel is gorgeous really really nice matte finish um beautiful pages and colors within uh, i could not recommend this more um you would love it siobhan i think it's better than blue
1: yeah i know i've really got to grab my copy blue may be yeah. more
0: important um, to australian comics but the grot i uh, i think and it's the first of hopefully many grifters uh comics that uh, pat grant is going to do um i can't wait for the next one
1: and it's such a such an awesome time for like Australian graphic novels, especially like I don't know what's going on with top shelf and Australian comic creators, but they seem to be uh, investing in some of our some of our best people. So like, there's a new Chris gooch comic, which I think has already been released or is about to be released, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next volume of Home Time, Campbell White's yep, I have... series, which I know you love the first volume of so
0: much, and I have a review copy of uh, of. Uh... Of Home Two on my iPad, I need to read it. But I'm, now I'm like, do I want to read it or do I just awesome. want to buy the the uh, Home Time Two and, and read it the, the way it should be read? Yeah, it looks it's gorgeous. gorgeous. The, the, that's like I love just looking at Home Time, the first one on my shelf by Campbell White. It's uh, it's yeah, it's gorgeous, gorgeous comics. So yeah, looking forward to getting into that.
1: So great time, and it's 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 cool to be able to recommend Australian comics that you will actually be able to access in other countries. <laughs>
0: and they're not like you know,
1: like it's not just like a little. It's zine. not
0: great Australian comics with an asterisk. You know, like, the story's really yeah. good, but they couldn't afford the art production that they needed or, like, you know, the art's great, yeah. but the writer should not be writing comics. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that, that's the Grot. Very, very good comic. Go get it. Teach us how to read Nancy awesome. books, Siobhan.
1: Right. Excellent. So I've been reading this book called How to Read Nancy. The Elements of Comics in Three Easy Panels by Paul Karasik and Mark Newgarden, who are both uh, scholars and academics who teach comics. Um, and it is this incredibly detailed look at Nancy, the comic, which is um, was written, like, started by Ernie Bushmeller um, and, you know, obviously drawn by him for, like, 40 years or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and is one of, like... Nancy is... It's such an interesting comic and it's so, um, strange, but my kid still loves it. And so many of the jokes are so obscure to him because it's like written during world war two. And so there's loads of stuff about, you know, collecting scrap metal for our boys and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he still manages to love it because the gags are so simple and clear and understandable. Um, so, the whole I'm gonna show this to Levins but other people won't be able to see it. So the whole book is like doing these three panels. Just really breaking them down.
0: So you have like the top half of each of each double page spread is is the three like a blown up three panel uh, Nancy comic. And then beneath it it looks like Yeah it is breaking down. So each you have panel, the like the it. first one wow. is like
1: talking about Nancy. The actual strip and then it's like the cast, the script then it's like going into such incredible detail about like the props and special effects, the fence post, the, like, all these different things. And it's just going into, like, because Ernie Bushmiller was, like, an absolute sort of um maniac, it seems. He started working at a newspaper doing, like, their uh, comics and um, puzzles section when he was, like, 15. He had his first comic comic published at 15. And he was just, like... This Bronx dude who just loved strip comics and just obsessively obsessed about finding the perfect gag. And one of the reasons that Nancy comics are so interesting and weird to read is because he started with the final panel most of the time, so he'd figure out the joke that he wanted and then he would move oh, wow. backwards the be- like to try and find the best way to get there. And his art is so graphic and so specific that there is no, like, there's no wasted space in any panel. There's nothing unnecessary there. Everything is so specific and so intentional um and this book is like it's super interesting if you're interested at all in like the the sort of way comics come together why comics are so great the 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 sort of elements that make them that help you read them the the thing that sells the gag all that kind of stuff all this is so applicable to every comic book i would say not just strip comics Um, and it's it's so interesting and it's it it is academic on some level but it's incredibly readable it's not like super um inaccessible or hard to read or hard to understand i would say it's really um it's really good fun and they you know you learn so much about like these characters that he created and where they came from and um his work process and um you know you can learn about how you read comics and things like that and they that's really fun because they like go into all the details like they they really break it down and then there's like a moral at the bottom which is like the lesson that you can learn from this little bit so it's like moral in between two panels of comics anything can happen and stuff like that so it's like this really cute little teaching about all these sort of all the great elements of um comics and nancy specifically which is just one of the all-time great strip comics so i really recommend checking yeah, this fantastic. out and if you see a copy get awesome.
0: it okay noted yeah it looks great it came out in 2017 Fanographics published it yeah um, does it does it um, have any because who's the current writer of Nancy
1: uh, Olivia um, James
0: does it does it cover her taking over or not? nah, nah. It's, it's, and I would say just, yeah.
1: Olivia James is like I love the Olivia James Nancy comics but I would say they're pretty different to what Bushmiller did yes absolutely did. yeah um, she's less like wow. she tends to use like the whole strip to tell like a really interesting joke or something um, really funny, whereas Bushmiller's were w- w- much more absurd and much more like w- like weird most of the time. And it was really ob- like once you know that he started with the final panel and you sort of go backwards from there, the, it, you sort of understand why it's so weird a lot of the time.
0: Wow, there are some beautiful Nancy collections. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah
1: my the um ones,
0: one, there's one called nancy is happy we've and got that nancy one loves sluggo yeah they both look gorgeous nancy is happy and jo- is john brilliant. stanley's nancy book as well looks really good too yep. yeah beautiful hardcovers.
1: yeah um nancy is happy is like a really great collection and um my eldest Shadowstar has just read it until it's falling apart
0: wow like, just constantly turning the pages of a big nancy head yeah awesome.
1: big big nancy fan
0: um, I might have to add those to my Christmas list for the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, we often talk about um, one of our favorite manga writers and artists, uh, Naoki Urasawa. Um, he has written um, beloved uh, series like Monster, 20th Century Boys. Pluto. Um, Pluto. Um, in fact, uh, since I last recorded with you, I have finished all of Monster. Oh, good. Um, actually, I, this to be a big chunk of Urasawa love, actually, because I've, I've gone... So far into uh, to him, he's just the best. He's like, so good, man. Um, it's crazy. And Monster is kind of widely to believed to be his best, or regarded as his best. But I loved it, especially. I think it ends so strongly. It's it's about like basically it's about a a, a surgeon uh, attempting over ma- the course of many years to track down a serial killer. Um, who is so much more than there's so much yeah. like, like all of Naoki Urasawa's. It starts with a simple idea, but then it just gets so much more complicated and, and crazy, yeah. and spans so many different characters. Um, so I obviously, like love, three big. Yeah. Sorry, you go. You love.
1: I love other books of his more than Monster, but I understand why. It's me too. That's right, what I'm getting at. Yeah.
0: that's where I'm getting at. So, it, despite like there's, there's a small lull in Monster where. Um, you don't see much of the main characters and I, I was confused as to what was being set up and Mm -hmm. I I kind of dropped off reading then. And then I was like, no, 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 go back there, finish monster. And then as soon as I got back on the train, I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. It ends so strongly. Um, I think it may be, maybe my favorite, um, Urasawa, Urasawa ending. Um, just as it's very, very satisfying. Whereas 20th century boys, um, I think the weakest part of that series is the ending, but the ride to get there is phenomenal. And so that will always yeah. be one of my favorite series I've ever read. I think Pluto, I've got to yeah. give it to him. I think that is my, the, 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 perfect length, the perfect, like, uh, you know, crazy adventure story and, and yeah. a very satisfying ending too. So that's probably my favorite Urasawa series all up. Um, Master but just my favorite a, just for, just for. Oh God, pure... I'm going to read another one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I went. I went. I've, I went right back. I tried to read um, a uh, his first series. one? One of his first series. Um, uh, Yaro Yawara. Oh, Yawara.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I is, didn't realize that that had been translated.
0: It, it hasn't officially, uh, and it hasn't okay. even been completed unofficially. So I was reading a bad scanlation uh, right. from, I guess, the nineties. Um it's yeah, about like that a, a so gymnast. Deadly. Yeah, it, man, her outfits are so good. It's so good seeing him draw women's fashion in these yeah. books, especially like in the 80s. Um, it's like, yeah, a book about like a gymnast. Um, no, so is, it, is it a gymnast? No, I can't remember. I'm, I'm mixed. It's I've read just so like many of his. like a volleyball player or something like that. That's it. It's, a vo- it's yeah. his volleyball one. He does a gymnast one later. Um, uh, but there is, a, there is a completely translated version of the, the anime adaptation, which I might read. Cool. Um, so the, the full title was called Yarowa, A Fashionable Judo Girl so it's a a judo 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 volleyball is another one (laughs) and then there's a gymnast one as well volleyball i can't remember fuck he's very prolific he's got a lot of series yeah Uh, so i read i read like the first 20 chapters of that then learned that he that beyond 70 through to like 300 or however many chapters there are it have not been translated so i was like okay maybe i'll stop doing this because i don't want to get super into it and then be disappointed that i can't finish it but Um, they're translating so much of this uh, stuff these
1: days but maybe, hopefully, yeah,
0: hopefully this will happen soon. Uh, but his current book um, is called Asadora. I can't believe. Have you heard of this one? No. Um, I'll just look it up for you. Um, so this is coming out like once every few weeks at the moment. Um, it's uh, it comes out in a, in a um, compilation of comics called Weekly Big Comic Spirits, and it started cool. uh, in October twenty eighteen. And essentially, this is his take on like the monster genre of uh, not <laughs> as in not, not he has it on, as in like as in like Godzilla and like yeah, yeah, big yeah. Japanese monsters terrorizing um, Japan. But in his world, like the monsters are like yeah, it, it it's it, it's very very personal. There's so many characters, and I think what I didn't like about Monster is uh, he doesn't write female characters very well in Monster. A lot of the female characters are very. Like, compared to the complexities of, of the male characters, like, quite dull. Mm-hmm. All of the best characters in Asadora, which is about 30-something chapters in, in so far, the first um, volume comes; it gets translated to English and comes out in January. Um, right. All of the main... I mean, the main character is a girl, little girl who we see every few chapters. They, they jump forward in time. Um, and so you're seeing this little girl grow up um, and uh, she you know, becomes a plane uh, fighter. And, uh, and she and this shady old man that she meets when she's younger become like this kind of like secret um, duo who have to take out this monster before the Tokyo Olympics. Um, cool. It's so cool. It's an amazing series, um, and I definitely recommend picking up The First Trade when it comes out in January. It's called Asadora by Naoki Urasawa. But something you can pick up right now is called Sneeze, and uh, it is a compilation of uh, all these short stories that Urasawa has done for various comic book magazines um, in uh, not just Japan too. There is actually a, a Western reading comic that he wrote for Heavy Metal um, uh many years ago um included in this uh in this comp- in this compilation. There's like Ooh. diary comics that he's done that's about how much he loves like rock and roll music, about him like meeting people that um that like session musicians that worked with um, the Beatles and then he, he wrote like a Beatles comic. So he gives it to the session musician and then he sends a picture of it to Ringo Starr and then Ringo writes back and, and like gives him a compliment. And so you see like this like real time interaction that Naoki Urasawa has had while like, you know, holidaying in America. Um, there's like some kind of like strange crime, almost like a little bit of horror, um, vibe like so it feels a little bit like reading a Junji Ito kind of short story um in, in a few of them there's like one that's like that he regards as like his his best comic that he's ever done which is like a tom and jerry style cat and mouse Ooh. uh cartoony like fully colorized cartoon that he did oh God, I've um, got to get this yeah so f- check it out it's called sneeze viz published it Um, uh, You can get it at King's. You can get it Mm -hmm. from madman.com.au if you're in Australia. Um, Kingscomics.com.au if you're in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, like all of his signature editions, it's gorgeous, like beautiful cover of of a little girl sneezing on the front. Yeah. And uh, man, I I loved every little story in this. There's a great, um, you know, Godzilla style um, comic. Actually, probably my favorite one in this is like, like, you know, monsters terrorizing Tokyo. Um, but they want the monsters to keep terrorizing Tokyo because when they're not terrorizing Tokyo, um, Tokyo gets visited by so many tourists because of the <laughs> monsters. And so there's a conspiracy. <clears throat> and It's like the, the main character is like this like overweight French, um, you know, monster obsessed guy. It's, it's great. So much fun. That sounds awesome. That sounds Definitely pick good. it up. Sneeze from one of, if not the greatest uh, mangaka of all time, um, Naoki Urasawa read all of his mm-hmm. comics is my recommendation yeah stop probably. reading X-Men books Levin's you've got Naoki Urasawa books in your back catalogue <laughs>
1: um, what else you got well I, thought I'd, well I thought I'd make a couple of little recommendations of um, things that are, have come out that I think would be good gifts okay cool so we'll do a gift guide and also things that
0: in one minute I've got one more comment okay. to talk about I'm oh, sorry
1: Sure, sure, sure. So over, we'll right, end right.
0: on a gift guide. I've got um, one book that I borrowed oh, from yeah, the library cool. a long time ago, and I finally read it a couple weeks ago. Um, by the way, if you borrow from libraries now, they don't care. Never return a book. They don't care. Because of COVID, they just... Oh, my God. They just send you an email yeah. and it's like, hey, we've, we've renewed your book again. Like, okay, I've had yeah. it for nine months now, but thanks. So Nobrow published this yeah. book. Um, and uh, okay. it is called How to Survive in the North. It's written and drawn by Luke Healy. And it is his his cartoon style is a little bit reminiscent. I mean, maybe this is lazy comparison of Chris Ware, Um, very like Mm -hmm. small, simple but effective cartooning with uh, an incredible use of color and great uses of um, of panel panel work. But this is um, it's all set in um, like in the uh, like the Arctic, um, but like the Canadian Arctic, I think. Is that a thing that exists? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I assume so, right? The yeah. North, yeah, North Gulf of Canada. It's very cold up there. Um, and it's set over three timelines. Um, uh, one is set in like the early nine- 1900s. Then there's another one set like 10 years after that with some of the same characters or characters affected by the actions of the 1900s timeline. And then there is a present day mm-hmm. timeline of a sad um, teacher mm-hmm. who was reading up on the history of of the arctic exploration that we're seeing in the other timelines and we get like a glimpse into oh, his fun. into his personal life as he discovers these things about these people and um upsets upsets uh, some of uh, his co-workers as he like dis- almost like that Lisa Simpson learning about um Jebediah Springfield kind of thing these like beloved yeah, explorers he's yeah, 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 finding yeah. out are kind of dicks that was a big kiss for me I assume from a uh, canonically yeah. lovely name <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, passing it on yeah how to survive in the north I, c- I don't know if I don't know if this is readily cool. available man it was such a good read I burned through it in one night mm. stayed up way past my bedtime and just kept reading it annoying my wife by keeping the light on when she needed to sleep and get up early the next day oh well that's how a marriage works <laughs> um, but yeah yeah absolutely how to survive how to survive in the north man I like how to survive a marriage to me of three timelines. <laughs> what would they be? Uh, me and B meeting each other for the first time. Um, me and B yeah. now, and then um, one of my kids. Running a one of my kids fifty oh, years future. from now, reading, reading yeah. these reports on what a dick I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really reevaluating his. Listening, relationship no, listening to the these podcasts, good. these
0: these tomes. <laughs> like, wow.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Um so that's here, How to Survive in Imagine. the North. A very excellent hardcover collection by Nobrow. Check it out. No brow does some good comics. Cool. Gift Guide.
1: Nice. Okay. Um so this is like half gift guide, half things that um my kid has been enjoying lately. First one, I don't actually I, I hope it's in print and I'm sure I've talked about it before. Have I talked about Scary Godmother? I don't think so. Po- Let's before. pretend no.
0: Jill Thompson, right?
1: I introduced it to Jill Thompson. It's Jill Thompson, um, who you might... What's what's she most famous for? This is the thing that I... Wonder Woman, yeah. But this is what I associate her most with, um, because this is kind of her creator-owned series, where she really just does exactly what she wants. And it's sort of... um, just her voice completely, which is so satisfying to read. And it's this wonderful all-ages series, and I pulled it out for my son for Halloween, because he got really into Halloween this year. And it's basically, if you like things that are spooky but not scary, and maybe you have a kid who's a bit scared by spooky things and you'd like to help them be a bit braver, this is so great. This is so fun, because it's about um, this little girl called Hannah Marie, and it's about her first Halloween, and her mean cousin Jimmy tricks her into going into a haunted house, which is where she meets her scary godmother. And her scary godmother's sort of um, family of weirdos. So there's, like, Clackety Bones, um, or Mr. Petty Bones, who's the skeleton in the closet. And then there's Bugaboo, the monster under the bed. And she gets to meet all of these kind of Halloween characters. And there's four different stories in this big uh, hardcover collection that I have. And I think it's available in trade. I hope it is. It's published by Dark Horse. And it's these beautiful watercolored pictures... And it's kind of, it's midway between a picture book and a comic book, I would say, because there's a lot of like narration and it's all kind of in rhyme. So it's great to read to kids as well. Um, But then there's also sort of bits that are more kind of traditionally like a comic book. Um, And it's just, they're they're all about Halloween and the sort of fun, spooky things that happen on Halloween. Um, And I didn't expect my son to get into it. As much as he did, I sort of thought like, "Oh, you can have a look at this one." And he has like insisted on reading it almost every single day since then, and it's become a big feature of our like uh, imaginary games. No, no, fun. He likes to hide in a he likes to hide in a closet, and then I have to like <laughs> look for him, and he jumps out and is a scary skeleton.
0: <laughs> it's good. How one. old is he now? Um,
1: but I really, really rate this for kids. He's three and a half. Cool.
0: That's great that he's.
1: And like, I don't want to yeah look i don't want to be like um because obviously kids read in their own time and it's no indication of anything but comic books are so great for literacy i just can't get over it he is like basically reads fluently now and like can read totally independently like um, words which is like a so great for him wow yeah. that's incredible yeah man that's sick yeah we have no secrets anymore <laughs> um but oh yeah so he really it's he a, really a dark day when you can't one.
0: spell things out anymore <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. Um, the other one, the other thing that I want to talk about is like the All Year Comics mm-hmm. team. So, um, Art Baltazar and Franco, who have been working together since like, I mean, they've been working together for a really, really long time. Um, but so they're most well known for like Tiny Titans and then their own imprint, All Year Comics. And they've also been doing some other ones for DC lately for the DC imprint, DC Zoom. Um, and my son just eats them up. Like, Tiny Titans is a little bit dated I would say I have the collections that first came out when the series was first that. launched like 10 years ago um and they still hold up they're still really good but DC have also uh they're reprinting some of the best bits in these little digest size uh formats which are really good the one came out this week that was like uh Raven and Beast Boy so just like the best of Raven and Beast Boy bits cool. and they're great they're so good cuz it's so hard to find superhero comics that are appropriate for kids in that really, really young Definitely. stage. So, if you've got a kid who's like learning to read, or if you they want to read some superhero stuff, but you don't necessarily want to. Actually,
0: th- you know, this is great. You, let him read something scary. You gave Archie for his second or third birthday a um a hardcover Batman picture book, and the first oh, yeah. page is, um, Batman's parents were shot, <laughs> <laughs> and died. <Awesome. laughs> I'm So sorry. <laughs> and so I think, it, 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 yeah, he, he 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 didn't he didn't read it until he was five. I think bet we, we we both we we're like, let's read the Batman book. Batman's parents were shot and died. <laughs> <up. laughs>
1: sorry, that's so bad. Um, oh man. Anyway, the 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 Art Balthazar and Franco books are like they they have a really distinctive art style, which is very very like appealing for kids. And this um, book is a more recent one that they've put out. Called Superman of Smallville, and it's like um, it's like Superboy comics. It's like when Clark was growing up, and it's him at school with Lex and Lana and Pete and all these kind of characters that you would know if you you know watch Smallville or like this era of um, sort of Superman comics. But it's just good fun. And um to uh, Star, his name's Otto. I'm just going to call him Otto. That's his name. Um, Otto just eats them <laughs> up. And he just absolutely loves everything that they put out. So I really do recommend. Um, if there's a kid that you're wanting to buy some comics for the dc zoom imprint is great um and dc have put out uh there are these two like little box sets there's one for dc zoom and then dc ink is like their kind of ya imprint um and they've just got like four little digest size books in them and they're all great like i really i really recommend picking up the the little box sets because um there's not a bad one in them as far as i can tell like the the dc zoom one has like their Kids Swamp Thing series and um, one of the Black Canary ones, I think, and one other one, and then the sort of Ink one has like a Raven and a Harley Quinn and one other one as well, maybe a Beast Boy one, and they're just mm-hmm. really good. I really uh, DC have been doing a great job with their sort of more all ages offerings, um, so I'd recommend checking them out and picking yeah, those ones up. Yeah, absolutely. And then for the and, big, the and
0: the like YA novels too.
1: Yeah, they're great. Um, and for the the thing that I have put aside, oh. Two more things. Two more things, and then you can talk about whatever you want. Um, So there's also, this week came out, uh, a new picture book by Neil Gaiman and Chris Riddell. So, like, Mm -hmm. two totally iconic British um, sort of people, writer and illustrator, and it's called Pirate Soup. And it's just a really cute, really beautifully illustrated um, picture book. With like a lovely sort of rhyme, rhyming scheme, and great Pirates illustrations, Jew. pirate stew. There we go. Sorry, pirate stew. Um, so I've already put that aside to pick that up for Otto as well, um, and it looks great. I recommend that. And then for me, the Christmas present that I put aside for well, me. Well, I've, I've got some
0: kids' recommendations if you like, if you, if you want.
1: Oh sure, hit me, hit me, hit
0: me. Because um, the first comic that Archie really, really loved was um, James Kachalka's Peanut Butter and Jeremy collection. Mm. Um, James Kachalka writes. Either books with his kid, um, where he, like, takes photos of his kid and his cat and, like, draws cartoons around them, um, or he writes, um, like, inane, stupid comics called Superfuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, like, a very, very funny cartoon style that lends itself quite well to great all-ages comics or, like, you know, very juvenile shit. Um, I like all of that stuff, but his best comic that I always liked was, yeah, um, he did like a, maybe eight issues of this comic called Peanut Butter and Jeremy, um, and it was about a, um, a really, really sweet-natured cat and a complete jerk crow. Um, and, I'm uh, writing this Peanut down. Peanut Butter is the, name the cat, is the name of the cat, Jeremy is the name of the crow. And um, Archie, I think it was the first comic that, that I, I, I kind of like left around for him to read, mm-hmm. and he was so proud of himself when he finished it. Um, and then he read it again immediately. He would have been four-ish. Um, and uh, yeah, he was obsessed with it. Um, and he's since read all of uh, James Kachaka's other um, All Ages books, but nothing beats how much fun he had. There's something like, like as a, as, a, as a dad, there's something so pure about, like, yeah, it's easy to make your kids laugh, but when something else makes them laugh, yeah. especially while they're reading, and you just hear them cackling from their beds... You know, at night before they go to sleep, I just I'm I'm like, oh, that's the best noise in the universe, and so yeah, comics are great for that. Um, He is also a big fan of because he was so fascinated that I had so many comics with his name on them um, when when he learned how to read his name. And uh, there aren't that many, like, I guess, oh yeah, I could either go right back and get and we could read the strip comics of Archie. Um, which is actually a really great idea. I should do that. Yeah. But um, it was during a time where Archie Comics was just, was you know, it was while Mark Wade and Creona Staples were doing those, their relaunch, and there was the Jughead books, and there were so many good Archie books. But the book that he really likes, um, and that I would recommend to anyone uh, learning to read and wants a good comic, uh, is Your Pal Archie. I mean, uh, did you yeah. ever read this one? No, I think,
1: but I, I, I saw gave it, it on the shelf. think you gave it a because you don't yeah. like...
0: Um, you, yeah, so it's um, uh, it was written by Ty Templeton and Dan mm-hmm. Dan Parent, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, I think uh, he's the, he's the series Ty Templeton, who is best known for his work on like the Batman animated comics back in the uh, '90s and 2000s. He's a mm-hmm. fantastic cartoonist. He's the yeah. series writer and inker, and Dan Parent is the um, artist who I know we don't, you're, you're not crazy about, but he yeah, when inked by Ty Templeton, it's really good.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. And, it, uh, and so what it is, is just like, I guess it's like classic Archie strip format style comics, except stretched out to like, to fill a whole issue. Um, cool. And they're just really fun. The stakes are always really low. Um, mm-hmm. It's not dramatic. It's just kind of like fun, good gags. Um, I would definitely recommend that one.
1: And Archie, yeah, like they still, Jeremy, even though the they've got their big, like, you know, their, their sort of core titles now, which are still very like YA and teen Focused. They still put out heaps of digests, which are like so great for like little hands and for just like something for them to rip up and you know squash down in a bag and like all that kind of stuff. They're very good, sort of portable little comics. And um, Otto started getting into them as well. He's also been getting into my big IDW collections of Dan Carlo ones, which is so oh, weird fantastic. to read to him. So weird to read like nineteen fifties kind of. Um, Jokes about bawdy. boy boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff like that, um, but he he still enjoys them because it usually ends in a gag with someone like falling over or getting a pie in the face or whatever. So they're good fun as well.
0: Um, so it's uh, it's almost school holidays here. We get our big like six week school holiday break, um, and on the oh, day God. that Archie um, finishes school, I've got a his first short box, um, oh. and it's packed with like all the all ages comics that I've been collecting over the years. So maybe I can, uh, I'll try and put that list together to share in the group
1: or on the next
0: episode. But from memory, it's yeah, a lot of Archie stuff. It's a lot of adventure time stuff, regular show stuff. So a few awesome. TV shows that he knows already. Um, and then there's like just a lot. There's, um, you know, what I'm so excited for him to read is, um, Goldie Vance. Yeah. He's totally at that age now. Cause like, yeah, Perfect he, he burns through, he burns through like, um, um, uh, like you know, like the dog, dog Man books. The, the obviously the, the, the who, what's his name, the guy who does uh, Dave Pilkey. Under, Dave, Dave Dave Pilkey does um, in Underpants, and then he also does Dog Man, which is a c- one a character of the highest selling
1: comic books in the world. If you can, it
0: it's his favorite thing in the universe. Yeah. Archie draws his own Dog Man pictures and things like that. Obsessed. It's, it's such a perfect comic to get kids into comics because it's yeah. available everywhere. You can probably yep. find like you know an older an, one of the first. Dogman man books for like five dollars at a at a at a, yeah. at a um Kmart or a walmart or wherever whatever they're called wherever you are department store um mm-hmm. and uh they're, they're really funny like yeah. they are such good gag comics um uh so d- definitely recommend that but uh um i think it's time for he, he'd love like adventure comics we're gonna go see this incredible um hong kong animated um uh animal version of uh sherlock holmes in hong kong there's a Cool. There's a, a series of books on, on Sherlock Holmes, except Sherlock Holmes is like a cat or a dog or something. I've never heard of it, but I, I got invited to it Sherlock to Bones? Because the,
1: uh, there's definitely a manga called Sherlock
0: Bones. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes, Hong Kong. I'll look it up. But uh, yeah, I also put in his box, so there's a bit of boombox stuff. But then there's also a book that we loved a couple of years ago called Space Battle Lunchtime. Yeah, nice. Which is about a girl in space in a in a cooking competition. Just all these series that I've held on to like, oh no, Archie will love this. Archie will yeah, love yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some um, It's so fun getting some moon to, like there's the girl and Devil Dinosaur. There's some Squirrel Girl. All of yeah. like, you know my love of Choose Your own adventure comics. They're all in there. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. Very very excited for him. Oh, Simpson's comics. My son loves the Simpsons now, which is the fucking best. Oh, cute. Best. That's so um, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's that's a kids gift guide. What do you want for yourself, Siobhan?
1: So, the thing that I've put aside for me is DC have put out a um, brand spanking new beautiful hardcover edition. Oh, no. What did I do with it? I had it open on my phone. Of um, the Plastic Man series by... Let me find... Or Kyle Baker. There we go. So, it's the Plastic Man rubber banded edition hardcover because it comes with, like, this cute little rubber band around it, Um, and it's, like, this it collects the whole thing for the first time i believe in one volume so it's got um issues 1 to 20 um totally collecting the sort of super iconic super crazy um Uh, Plastic Man series and it's just like it's pretty expensive it's pretty pricey but for what you're getting I think it's super worth it and it's like a really beautiful edition as well so that could be like a really great thing to gift to someone if they like sort of slapstick or if they like silly funny comics that would be um, a big big recommendation from me
0: yeah amazing god um, I have so I have all of the um, single issues of um, awesome of, of, of that run and I have I'll try and find it for you because I think they've just reused the art for this um uh, deluxe edition um, I'll, I'll find a you. I'll, I'll put a picture In the fa- in the Serious Issues Facebook group yeah, But cool. it is like I think it's just The first six issues In this like Cool like Vinyl cover mm. um, Yeah it's great I, I liked it Because it looks like Ren, It looks like Ren and Stimpy Basically Like it's like yeah. A very very like Goofy cartoony Plastic man comic With like Just like you know No superhero bullshit It's just like Him just kind of like Turning into different objects And getting hit a bunch It's great Just
1: having, having some Stretchy adventures With woozy wings
0: <clears throat> Real Acme shit um, yeah, yeah It's super fun That's great I, I think that, that is an excellent gift for yourself Siobhan um, you. Something that I saw I heard I, I saw pictures of it earlier this year um, I was like Oh if that ever comes out of Japan I'll definitely try and pick it up It is the, um, the Basically like the first three big arcs of One Piece They're re-releasing in these awesome box sets that, Oh cool um, So there's the East Blue There's Alabaster And there's Skypea. Um, And the inside are all of the tanker all of the little like manga, Japanese manga volumes. And it just looks so gorgeous, like excellent art on these box sets. And yesterday I was in Kunikunya in Sydney and they have imported dozens of them. There's so many on the shelves. They're like, I could, I could get all of them for less than $300 so far. And I was so close to just being like, fuck yeah, I'm doing it, but <laughs> I had need to like, so that, that that gave me, it gave me incentive. So when I stopped recording today, I'm going through all the stuff that I want to get rid of and I'm listing it. And if I make $300, yeah, nice. that's going to go straight back onto One Piece, a present to myself. Heck yeah. Yeah. And and may, maybe that'll encourage cool. me to actually continue learning Japanese so I can read these yeah, gorgeous One Piece That's poems. so cool. Yeah. What I did buy was um, Sanji from One Piece. Oh, are they is... in Japanese. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like only Japanese. Ah. You know, Japan. Uh, sorry, Konya has that amazing all Japanese yeah. manga section. Yeah, that's. I just love just wallowing there and just going like, ooh. And so yeah, yes, absolutely. yesterday while I was wallowing, I found um, the official One Piece cookbook um, uh, oh, with cute. Sanji on uh, the the One Piece uh, chef um, on, the, on the on the front cover, and so it's all recipes uh, that he cooks for for the. The, the the straw hat pirates it rules <laughs> it's so good that sounds awesome yeah, so an, that's an so early cool Christmas i love like to myself um that's it for a, a, a brilliant nice. episode of serious issues if you want to come and talk about I think any of the comics or, or maybe uh you know recommend some uh, some comics to buy for yourself or, or children uh you can do it over at facebook.com slash group slash serious issues podcast our facebook group with many many active members talking about comics oh, 24 man. hours a day I forget? am so
1: dumb. I just realised that I got a big order from Shortbox, and I haven't talked about any of those. And they're the best comics that I've read all year. But you know what, guys? We're just going to have to wait until the next episode. Yep,
0: seven months from now. So sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: six hundred. They're no longer um, available. Six hundred apology messages from Siobhan and me to each other over <laughs> Facebook. We'll we'll, uh, we'll record another episode. Um, but yeah, come join us in the Facebook group. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can patreon.com slash serious issues podcast. Uh, all you have, if you want to give a couple bucks, it goes toward the uh, extra time spent editing, putting up, promoting the podcast, reading all those extra books uh, and talking about them for you to hear. Um, but, uh, thank you so much for listening. You can find Siobhan at twitter.com slash, uh, Siobhan CBG and Instagram as well. Tell her to post more. She should. Um, yeah, you uh, don't. <laughs> you can find me at levdog, L E V D O W G. Tell me to post last. Um <laughs> And uh, <laughs> if we don't record again uh, before Christmas, have a Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah, have a lovely Christmas, you guys. It's
0: been you a fucking weird year. It. But um, I hope you yeah. found many good things to read while you were trapped inside and, and reevaluating uh, your careers. <laughs> kind of, I have. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Haven't we all Uh,
0: Thanks so much for your support this year and listening And uh, we'll see you very soon yahoofinance.com.